Dr. Mike here. My guest ranks amino acids as some of the most important aspects of his diet. Stay tuned to find out why. This is Live Forever-ish with Michael A. Smith, MD. Here's Dr. Mike. So my guest today is Dr. Fred Pescatori. Dr. Pescatori is president of the International American Association of Clinical Nutritionists and is medical director of Medicine 369 in New York City. He's author of the New York Times bestseller, The Hamptons Diet, and more recently, The A-List Diet. Dr. Pescatori, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Dr. Mike. I appreciate it. So, why don't, you know, I'm always interested in the stories of how a traditionally trained doctor kind of moves a little bit into more um, integrative medicine. Tell us a little bit about what that journey was like for you. Uh, the journey was pretty remarkable and transformative. I, I can give you a very quick story. I hated medicine when I graduated from medical school and residency. All people, all I saw every day were people dying, people being sick, people just not helping themselves. And so I went, I accidentally stumbled upon the Atkins Center uh, way back when in the 90s, early 90s, and I got a job there and I started miraculously seeing people be healthy, take charge of their health, want to be uh, interactive with me, want to be able to spend time with me to learn about diet and health and exercise and nutrition. And people were being well. So it changed my world from a, a traditional, conventional way of looking yeah. at an illness model to a wellness model. And so that's really what it was all about for me. I, yeah. I, it, I be, it changed my life, actually, being able that's to great. watch people take vitamins, do their exercise, and be healthy and not rely on prescription medications. Yeah, so so unlike in medical school, where and, and I can say this because I went to medical school, where we learned pretty much nothing about diet and nutrition and the supplements, you saw the power that they could actually have, how eating right and healthy can actually make a, a huge difference. So I appreciate that story. So uh, what do you personally do to, to you know, how, or how do you eat? What's your diet like to stay healthy and in shape? Well, my diet really is, you know, because I get asked this a lot by patients, by interviewers, everything. I mean, it really is, I focus... It's a it's more of a protein based diet, whether it's vegetarian protein or whether it's whether it's animal protein. I but I'm I'm very involved with where my food comes from. So it's a lot of, of vegetables in the summer, uh, and they have to be seasonal, local, um, hopefully organic if they can be. And so that's kind of really a typical sort of meal for me is protein, vegetables, uh, some good, uh, healthy, healthier grains, more, more of the beans, lentils, that type of thing for me, mm -hmm. um, some sweet potatoes. So it's really, it's a very pretty basic diet, but it's a diet that sort of focuses on the amino acids that I need uh, for being able to maintain my exercise habits, to be able to maintain uh, you know, strong muscles and that sort of thing. So my skin right, isn't sagging, right. all of that. You know, just, just a healthy yeah. way of eating. No processed I junk food. Very good. Right. That's key. Right. That's that's one of the problems we have today. I think we're it's it's an amazing in this country 
we are overfed and undernourished, right? We're getting we're getting plenty of calories, <laughs> but they're yeah, but they're Too not nutritious calories. calories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously I know, and and that's another thing maybe we could talk about a little bit later is just portion size and how important that actually is. But let's I I do want to because I teased this at the beginning of the podcast about the amino acids. To, just maybe for a quick little review for my listeners, maybe kind of give us a rundown of you know what is an amino acid, and when you say it's important to your your athletic side, your skin, like what do you mean by that? What amino acid so you're talking about? Well, we're talking about, you know, there's basically 22, 23 essential amino acids that we have to have in our body. So really, amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So we, when, you look at, when you look at studies that talk about um, keeping metabolism up, when you talk about uh, being healthier, living longer, decrease, you know, lowering all-cause mortality, you're really looking at uh, there's so many studies that look at the exact amino acids that people are taking. And we need to have, I mean, a lot of people know about the branch chain amino acids like uh, lysine and isoleucine and valine and all of those those things that it may be a little bit more complicated than we have time for. But it really just is essential that you get, that everyone gets the, the amino acids that they need to get. And I think for me, it was a real, because there's so many high protein diets out there, whether it's Atkins, whether it's paleo, whether it's whatever it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. But why are they, why do they work and why don't they work? And I think that's really the, the, the key for me and my patients was getting the amino acid balance right. Because a lot of people just don't, you know, our food supply is so damaged that it's hard to get a really good food source that can provide you with all of these amino acids that you need. And that's why yeah. the, the A-list diet, which you alluded to before, the A stands for amino acids. Oh, that's it, because I wanted to talk a little bit about that, but um, you know, the, the difference between the Hamptons diet, which was your first diet book, correct, and then the, the A-list diet. But before, before we do that, I guess you know, when you talk about the importance of amino acids and you look at the standard American diet, right, which is SAD, standard American right. diet, SAD, it's SAD. Right. Like, what, what, I mean, we're not obviously getting those amino acids. Most people are eating the processed food, a lot of carbs. I mean, is that a simple change that people can make is, is just trying to get – better sources of protein for those amino acids? That's really what I ask people to do. It's you make those simple changes. So instead of a what a fast food burger, you go to a burger joint that has a better quality of meat Just or, or choose better quality chicken. Choose different fish. Choose you know, Just make, sim- make simpler choices. And I think, and I'm sure you would agree with me, it's that the real bottom line is just eat whole foods. Eat foods that grow, mm, yeah. eat foods that are you know, grown for us instead of eating processed, packaged. All, because when you eat out a lot, and so many of us do, unfortunately, these days, is that you're going to be getting a lot of the cheap stuff. So you're getting a lot of the breads, you're getting a lot of the rice, a lot of the pastas, and the protein portions are kept smaller. So when you're trying to do it at home, all you have to do is get a larger size of protein, a better quality protein. You know, uh, if you're going to eat beef, make sure that it's not only grass-fed, but grass-finished because there's a big difference between those two. Uh, make sure yeah. the chickens are roaming around in the yards eating earthworms and bugs. You, you know, that that's sort of all I can ask people to do is just make simple tweaks. You don't have to change your diet completely, but just make sure you're getting really good sources of the food that you eat. Tell us a little bit about your opinion of, uh, since you brought it up, the the grass-fed beef versus the grain-fed beef uh, that we have today. Is there really a big difference there? There's a huge difference between grass-fed. There's a huge difference between corn-fed, which is normal beef, 
grass-fed beef, and then there's grass-finished beef. Uh, because the FDA, whoever approves this thing, I believe it's the FDA, says that the, the, the cow or the animal can be grass-fed and called grass-fed, but the last month of their lives, they can be corn-fed to fatten them up. And yeah. so grass-finished <laughs> is where the animal only eats grass their entire life, or they eat the food that they're supposed to eat their whole lives. And the amino acid uh, balance and the fatty acid balance and the and is completely different between those three different types of, of grades of meat, and that's where it really comes in. I mean, you're going to get lots of, of pro-inflammatory amino acids and fats in the corn-fed. You're going to get less in the grass-fed, and then you're, you're going to get none at all in the grass-finished. So yeah, really so that's interesting. Simple. Yeah, with the way you you laid that out, it's interesting though. But but our labeling on the packaging of the beef isn't always that clear, right? Even if it is grass-fed, you need to know really what happened in that last month. But that's not on the label. How do we how do we circumvent that? How do we improve? How do we fix that? I think people have to start either dem- a demanding it that it happens because you and I both know labels are useless because you can literally say anything you want on a label, uh, but you can't say anything you want on the nutrition facts or the supplement facts. That is a legal thing. On the label, you can say anything you want, uh, which is what people don't understand. They think it says all natural. What does all natural mean? What does organic mean? What does any of these have any meanings, you know, when they're, when they're just on the label? So, so what I tell my patients is really go to farmer's markets if you have access to them. If you don't have access to farmer's markets, go to, uh, there's CSAs, uh, which you can go to, and, and you can go to websites that have all of these things, and they tell you where you can get all of this food in your neighborhood. And it's really oh, amazing. Nice. This stuff yeah. will get delivered to your door. And, and ask questions. When you're going food shopping, especially if you go to a farmer's market, you have to ask questions. Is this, is this beef grass-fed? Is it grass-finished? What, how is this pork done? How is the lamb right. done? How is the chicken done? How are your vegetables grown? I mean, you need to know, are yeah. they putting natural herbicides? What pesticides are they putting on them? Because even when yeah, you it's... have the USDA organic label, it's not great. Yeah, yeah. There's they and, still and yeah, allow so you have bad to really on the food. They do. They do. That's for sure. And and I think you're you're bringing up a really good point that we have to be as consumers more comfortable with questioning the people who are supplying um our our food sources. I let's let's move a little bit towards the books that you've written. So you 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 have the bestseller The Hamptons Diet, right? Um, and now right. you recently, uh, I think what late last year, 2017, you came out with the A-list diet. Tell us a little bit about the difference between these two. The difference between the Hamptons diet and the A-list diet is the Hamptons diet was much more of a Mediterranean-style diet. So it really looked at, uh, you know, it brought in the whole concept of healthy fats, healthy oils, that sort of thing. So when I went to the A-list, when I figured out, okay, what's the next step? Because I evolve as a practitioner, as I'm sure you do. You figure out what's the next step. What do people need more than this? And that's when the A-list diet was born, and I realized how protein boosting and how important the amino acids and what you're eating is because a lot of people are going more vegetable-based, more vegan-based, that sort of thing. But the one thing I want people to realize with that is while vegetables are a very, very good and very important part of our diet, um, vegan and vegan protein sources are not nearly as complete and not nearly as full um, and, and not nearly as readily absorbable and digestible by our bodies. So 
that was the important concept of the A-list diet. So the A-list diet's a little bit more. It also includes a detox, which I never did with the Hamptons diet, and a very sensible detox. So it's not like a juice detox where all people are doing is drinking sugar for a week. This is having foods that help (laughs) detoxify your body and and set up your body for the three stages of detoxification and that sort of thing. So in that that respect, the A-list diet is a much more complete, healthier book for like the more health nuts, whereas the Hamptons diet was a much broader stroke. Here's all you need to do and eat and you'll lose weight. And it was very successful at that. But the A-list diet tries to tweak it and hone it in. Gotcha. Is there a website uh, that my listeners can go to for the A-List Diet? Sure. It's alistdietbook.com, and they can always go to my website, which is drpescatory.com. So I'll tell you what, let's, let's summarize this with just, you know, what would you like people to know about food and the, and the connection to overall health? If the connection between food and health is what your grandmother used to say, you are what you eat. So if you're going to be putting poor, if you're going to be putting bad fuel into your body, that's what you're going to get. So if you're going to put you know, bad gasoline into a Ferrari, it's not going to act like a Ferrari. But if you put if you put really good food into your body, and your gut is healthy, and the rest of you is going to be, you're going to feel great. I mean, you're going to feel good. You're going to get good night's sleep. You're not going to be as stressed as as we all are today. I mean, you're. Food changes your life. Good food changes your life. And that's really, I think, what, what the take-home message to this is. And spend, learn to spend money on food. I mean, you have to spend money on food. You have to start budgeting for it. I mean, yeah. in the 50s, we used to spend 40% of our income on food. Now we spend less than 10% of our income on food. And look what it's brought us. This major diabetes epidemic that is nowhere in sight is it going to end. That's awesome, and a great summary of the show. Dr. Pescatori, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You're listening to Live Forever-ish. For more podcasts, please visit liveforeverish.com. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.